Chase Jackson Davis was named to his first preseason All-American team on Monday. It's going to be the first of many. We'll take a look at that nomination today. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in, everybody, to another episode of Locked on Hoosiers, your daily source for all IU Athletics news and analysis. We're your one-stop shop for everything. It's Tuesday, August 23rd. I'm your host, as always, Jacob Rood. want to thank you guys for making us your first listen every single day. Uh, Blue Ribbon College Basketball Yearbook, fairly prominent, um, kind of annual yearbook magazine whatever you want to call it uh announced its preseason all-americans they announced it by by those five players being on the cover of that season's yearbook which is a fun tradition uh but they announced their preseason all-american team as they put the yearbook on pre-order uh on monday and trace jackson davis among those five to receive preseason all-american honors along with uh, UNC forward Armando Baycott. We talked about him and Trace, who seemed to have a bit of a friendship. We talked about those two uh, during the summer when we did a crossover episode with Locked on Tar Heels. You guys can go back and listen to that uh, and hear us talk about those two. Hear us talk about that IU-UNC game coming up. Kentucky center Oscar... uh, you probably know his last name. Uh, I'm not going to try to butcher that, but he's going to be on a lot of All-American teams this preseason. Gonzaga's Drew T- uh, Timmy, who another one, is going to be on a lot of preseason teams. And Houston guard Marcus Sasser round out that five-man team. Uh, both Trace and Mike Woodson had some comments about him being on this All-American team uh, from Trace, quote, I'm honored to receive this recognition and and am excited about the possibilities that are in front of us. My teammates and I are looking forward to building off the momentum of the end of last season. Mike Woodson, quote, Trace has the opportunity to build quite a legacy for himself and our program. He's worked extremely hard this summer and we're counting on him to be a leader by example who sets the tone for everyone else on our team. Like Mike Woodson kind of alluded to, This is going to be the first of many preseason All-American honors Trace is going to get. Now, it's uh, those preseason honors are a lot of fun. It's nice to receive recognition for your talent, for your hard work. He probably cares a lot more about getting them at the end of the season uh, and probably cares a lot more about team success, just kind of based on his quotes, his comments throughout the years. But... Uh, he's going to receive a lot of these preseason awards. If he has the season that IU fans, college basketball fans, the people putting these preseason teams together, if he has the kind of season they, uh, they all, and we all expect him to have, he's going to be receiving postseason honors as well. And he's going to quickly become one of the most decorated IU players, um, at least kind of in the modern generation, Uh, He was receiving preseason All-American honors last season a bit. 
Uh, certainly preseason, all Big Ten honors, postseason as well. He's going to receive the, the Big Ten recognition when we get to that point. And he certainly has received the preseason honors this year. You hope that he's going to get those postseason honors at the end of the season because then that means he had a really big year uh, and it means the Hoosiers had a really big year. So regardless of what happens at the end of the year, he's already kind of racking up these trophies, this recognition. He's becoming one of the most decorated players IU has had in quite some time. The names that we're going to mention in these uh, in this vein is going to be the same throughout most of the year. Uh, I mean, you're looking at your Cody Zellers, your Victor Oladipos, um, your Yogi Ferrells, and before that, you're going to have to go Eric Gordon, probably received a good amount of preseason and postseason uh, recognition, but it was only a one-and-done year. Uh, you're going to have to go pretty far back at that point. DJ White might be on that list. Uh, then you're going back to the O2 title team, most likely, to, to find guys that receive this kind of these kinds of honors to the degree that Trace is going to, because he's going to receive Big Ten uh, recognition. Uh, he has a pretty good shot at kind of defensive player of the year this year. Uh, he was on the all defense team. He was on the all Big Ten team. He's going to be right up there at the front of a lot of those conversations this season. So. Another reason to be excited to watch him, uh, all that on-court success that he should and hopefully will have is going to lead to trophies, recognition, and make him just further cement his legacy. As uh, Mike Woodson said, he has a chance to really big a le- build a legacy for himself. It's a word that we used a lot last season talking about Trace when it felt like Last season was going to be his final year. Uh, He had some legacy-defining moments, especially as the tournament wore on, Big Ten and NCAA tournament. He was carrying IU through that. So he's already kind of laid a lot of the foundation, probably started building the house when it comes to his legacy. Last season, he can make it into a mansion if uh, if he plays his cards right this season. I'm really, really, really excited to see Trace this season and uh, excited to see what he's added to his game. We're not really going to talk about, and we obviously didn't on Monday, the the scrimmage, the fan fest over the weekend. It was a three-point contest. It was a dunk contest. It was a, a, a scrimmage. Like I'm not going to take anything away from those. It was a fun, seemed like a fun environment, fun atmosphere, nice for fans to see. There's no chance I'm taking anything big picture away from that uh, when I'm certain I use players were not treating that as anything more than a fun little shoot around, basically. So I know it happened, but there's a reason you guys haven't heard about it. On the topic of IU basketball, <clears throat> updated 247 sports rankings came out for this upcoming season, 2023's class. We'll look at where IU prospects landed, where IU targets are at, some that got away as well. Before we dive into that, Bet Online is the sponsor of today's podcast. They are the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including MLB, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. 
BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sport wagering information. From live in-game betting scores and podcasts, they have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. Big thanks to all of you guys for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. The Ultimate College Football Preview is here. A seven-episode preview with college experts, local team experts, and Odyssey College Football Insiders. It's everything you need to be ready for the college football season in one spot. Search for Ultimate College Football Preview on your Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get podcasts. As I've said, probably not going to hear a ton about IU uh, in that one, but you'll hear about the Big Ten and certainly uh, plenty about Ohio State, Michigan, things of that nature. So tune into that if you guys are looking uh, to continue kind of counting down to the Big Ten season, uh, which starts this weekend, week zero, I believe is this uh, Illinois Northwestern or game, maybe Northwestern someone. They're going to Ireland. I know that much. Uh, you can obviously tell how much I've put into the college football. Um, we're, we're, we're a basketball school. So uh, forgive me for, uh, for not putting a ton of thought into uh, what is going to go on in this week zero? Nebraska Northwestern. I knew I was close. Twelve thirty on Fox from Dublin, Ireland. Uh, that'll be interesting to say the least. Let's get back to basketball. We're a basketball school. Let's talk about basketball. As I mentioned, the twenty twenty three class uh, updated rankings for two four seven sports. Jakai Newton and Gabe Cups are your two. Uh, Prospects committed to Indiana in the class. Newton is at number 87 in the class of 2023. There's not going to be a ton of movement with him right now because he didn't play this summer. I believe it was a knee issue he had that led to him not playing, not being a participant really in all these AAU uh, circuits and these workouts and showcases and whatever you want to call them. He was not a part of them because he was injured. So not a ton of movement there. Gabe cups comes in at number one Oh seven. I was kind of surprised. I thought he thought that was a little low thought he might come in a little bit higher. Um, if you missed our discussion a couple weeks ago, um, about the 2023 class with our college basketball, um, insider expert, a director of college basketball recruiting at Sports Illustrated, Jason Jordan. Go give that a listen. We talked about Jakai. We talked about Gabe. But based on what he was saying about Gabe Cups, uh, it seemed like he was really going to rise up draft boards and be a really interesting uh, prospect. He still is that. He's just not necessarily rated as that, uh, at least by 247 Sports. The biggest target... Uh, perhaps the only target in the 2023 class Indiana is still after Arrington page is coming in at number 60. Uh, I believe he was in the fifties uh, before this was updated. So might've slipped a little bit, probably has more to do with guys under him having big breakouts more than him doing anything wrong necessarily uh, because it, by all accounts, it sounded like he had a pretty strong summer Um I don't think he dropped as much as other people passed him, if that makes sense. Uh, excuse me. Uh, they The Hoosiers are 
targeting him after losing out on Xavier Booker, who comes in at number six on 247 Sports uh, overall rankings. I think he's probably going to be number one in their kind of composite rankings because I've seen some other places where he's really high. Uh, so Booker's probably going to be up there, but Page was kind of the fallback option after missing out on Booker. Uh, some other guys Indiana chased and and missed or opted out on. Uh, El Marco Jackson at 18, TJ Power at 22, uh, DHS at 39, Cohen Carr at 45, Jamie Kaiser at 53. Uh, that's really the main guys that Indiana chased and missed, as we said. Uh, you can see why a handful of those guys, it, it hurt to miss out on. Booker was pretty obvious he was going to be one of the top guys in this class. Kaiser, nearly a top 50 guy. He'd be IU's highest-rated recruit, as would Page. Uh, he would be IU's highest-rated recruit. Uh, so it doesn't seem like Indiana's going to have anything really close to the recruiting class they had last season. It's not a bad thing, necessarily, because... I think a, a, a great attribute of a coach is to find these guys that spit, fit specific to your needs, what you want players to be in your program, and guys who are kind of moldable. And if you can bring them in and make them into something better than what they are, uh, it's huge for your program. Of the Tom Crean had many faults, rubbed people the wrong way a lot, but he was he was really good at that type of thing. You look at Will Sheehy, you look at Victor Oladipo, uh, an OG Ananobi, uh, a Juwan Morgan, all those guys brought in by Tom Crean. And while he didn't see the, the latter two out OG and well, he did see OG out, but not Juwan. Uh, he certainly laid the groundwork for their development. He spotted those guys. He got them in. He laid the groundwork for their development, and they became something much better, much bigger than their ranking. So uh, if Mike Woodson can replicate that aspect, uh, then I, I don't know. We all like to look at those pretty numbers next to recruits and get excited when it's a five-star guy or a top 10, top 20 recruit. I'm guilty of it. I was excited when Jalen Hood, Shafino, Malik Renault came knowing nothing about them because I knew they were five-star recruits. It's a good barometer to get a sense of where these guys are, how good they are. But ultimately uh, the, it, it matters most what Mike Woodson sees and how he thinks he can craft these players. So little update on the two, four, seven sports rankings. When Jason Jordan, uh, as we mentioned earlier and his staff over at sports illustrated, release their rankings. Uh, we'll update those and potentially get him on to talk about that. He won't be on this week's show because if I'm being frank, there's not really any basketball recruiting to talk about this week. So skipped a week. We'll see next week if we can come up with some topics to talk to him about, get his insight on. It sounds like Ayrton Page sometime this fall is going to commit. So maybe by next week, he will have made a decision or narrowed his list, something along those lines. We'll get a better sense next week what to talk about with him. Let's wrap up today's show by looking at SP+. We'll talk IU football. Uh, the initial preseason SP+, rankings came out. We'll see where the Hoosiers fell, where their opponents 
uh, lined up as well in the preseason edition. Big thanks again to all you guys who subscribed to us over at YouTube. Uh, the YouTube audience is rapidly, rapidly go- growing. Bigger audience, if I'm being honest, over there than uh, anybody listening to the show. So make sure you guys go join that audience. There's a lot more people to talk to, uh, a lot more interaction to be had over there. Uh, don't miss out. Just search Locked On Hoosiers over on YouTube. SP Plus, for those that don't know, those that might not have been around last season, uh, this is really my go-to ranking when it comes to college football. Uh, It's a ranking based on, uh, particularly this preseason one, uh, is ranking based on uh, returning production, uh, as well as kind of recent recruiting, recent history. Uh, it's an algorithm. It's not uh, subjective. Um, it takes into account the numbers in terms of what you're losing out on, what you're bringing back, uh, the kind of grade, size, ranking of your recruiting classes of recent years, and then kind of your um, success or lack thereof as a team in recent years. Put that all together, and you get this preseason SP+. Uh, Now, as the season goes along, these will adjust. SP+, in in a general sense, is described as a tempo, an uh, opponent-adjusted measure of college football efficiency. It's more predictive uh, of kind of the most sustainable and predictable aspects of football. It's not a resume ranking. Uh, these aren't projections, uh, guessing what the top 25 is going to be. And I'm reading this straight from the ESPN site. Bill Connolly is the creator of this. Absolutely genius. A fun follow as well for college football fans. So I laid all that out. Uh, I know that was a lot. I laid it all out because I'm going to reference this a lot during college football season. Weekly, I'm going to reference this, uh, at least in the with the preview each week because I really believe in this. I really think it's a great, um, a great tool, a great ranking projection, whatever you want to call it, algorithm, all the above. It is a a great, it's great at what it's there for. So all that being said, the Hoosiers come in at 86th in the preseason projections out of 131 uh, teams. Uh, So, it's low, but I wouldn't expect a whole lot different. Uh, they're 98th in offense, 67th in defense, uh, which is interesting. Um, again, not shocking considering how little we know about the offense as well. It's hard to really get a sense for what they're going to be. Uh, so perhaps if the offense performs a little bit better, uh, they'll move up this ranking. But you can tell that the offense is kind of the anchor holding this team back. We'll see if that remains the case during the season. SP Plus projects 3.4 wins for the Hoosiers overall, uh, two of those being conference victories. Um, That's a cumulative thing, so uh, it's not necessarily saying there are three guaranteed wins. It just says kind of over the course of the season, IU should get 3.4 wins 
uh, in various ways. So uh, it's not a game by game predictor necessarily. Uh, obviously not, or it wouldn't come out with a decimal point for victories, but uh, gives you a sense of where the Hoosiers are going to rank when it comes to the Big Ten teams this year. Illinois, their first opponent, is ranked 79th right there by the Hoosiers. Uh, Rutgers is ranked 80th. So those three teams grouped up pretty close. Those are going to be your kind of bottom feeders in the Big Ten this season. Uh, and we'll see how that shakes up. If IU wins on on opening week against Illinois, and they'll jump up a little bit. Uh, but it's going to be right there around those three, I think, that are going to be together. If you look at IU's non-conference opponents, Idaho's not going to be on here. It's only FBS schools. Uh, that's why there's also only 100 and whatever I said, 31, I think, 131. Uh, so Idaho not on here. Western Kentucky at 66th. Uh, we'll see that number might come down because they had a really good offense Really good team last year and lost a good chunk of that. So a lot to be replaced in important positions. Maybe not necessarily quantity, but quality is going to be tough to replace. Cincinnati, 16th. Again, maybe a little bit of a similar boat, but they're not going to drop a whole lot. That's going to be a daunting task for Indiana in the non-conference this uh, this season. A really rough time to draw Cincinnati uh, especially considering how far out they schedule these Maryland at 54th. Again, you can kind of see they're a, a tier above your Indiana, Illinois Rutgers, maybe more than a tier above when it comes to those Purdue is 34th. <sighs> Frustrating to see them ranked so highly. Nebraska is 44th. Uh, those Nebraska Purdue are games that, somewhere near the toss-up category uh, that we did when we kind of put each IU game into a tier, uh, I believe two weeks ago on the podcast, if you guys want to listen to that. Uh, But those are going to be two teams that are still going to be pretty tough for uh, IU to come away with a win. The ones that are going to be effectively impossible, Michigan State 15th, Penn State 13th, Michigan 6th, Ohio State 3rd, Chalk those up. Penn State, Michigan State, an upset bid territory. Again, I mean, it's an upset bid, but there's a reason they're heavily favored and that you would need an upset. Michigan and Ohio State, you're not upsetting. So uh, I'd be surprised with victories in either one of those. Again, just a, a measure as we inch closer and closer to the regular season of maybe what to expect when it comes to the football season. Those numbers will adjust as the season starts, as we get more and more data to input into there as well. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back this week to continue the coverage leading up to the college football season. It's under a week now. uh, Excuse me. It's under two weeks. It's a little more than a week uh, before we have kickoff. I'm eager. I've lost track of days. I'm eager. Uh, But know what your team is up against across the Big Ten with Locked On Big Ten. Every day, host Nate Dickinson and the local experts of Locked On take you across the Big Ten in 30 minutes. Make Locked On Big Ten your second listen, Locked On Big Ten. Follow us on Twitter if you have not already. It's at LO underscore Hoosiers. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to us at, whether audio, whether uh, on video, 
with YouTube. Be sure to subscribe real quick. Helps us out a ton. Leave a quick rating and review. If it, if you're somewhere that allows it, leave that thumbs up on YouTube, whatever uh, way you can do to help us out. We really appreciate it. But most importantly, guys, have a terrific Tuesday. And Elio.